grateful for the gifted people who preached these last three Sundays while we were away to general conference and also for family vacation. I've listened to all of them and gave them all feedback and think that we are so blessed by how each one stayed true to God's word, exhorting us to do the same. We're fortunate to have many pastors in this church to teach and to lead us well. So thank you, Shannon and Jim and Denzel. For our uh, communion meditation today, we're focusing our hearts and minds on four verses. Uh, In the first chapter of James, more near the end, verses 22 through 25. I'm going to read the verses now as we begin and encourage you to have it open before you. James 1, 22 through 25. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word, and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in the mirror, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. There we go. No. There we go. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. Amen. We often end our time with questions, but today I want to start with a few. What is the purpose of a sermon? Why do preachers spend hours on a text to come and deliver it to a group of people who make time to hear it in the sanctuary and also online? I want to give a shout out to our friends online. In addition, why do we read the Bible? Is it because it's part of what a Christian is supposed to do? Is it so that we can be fed by God or engage fully in our relationship with him? As we worship him? This is the third time in this chapter James has mentioned the word. The first is in verse 18 where it says that God gave us birth by the word of truth. And Jim reminded us that the word is Jesus. And last week Denzel likened the implanted word to a garden. And in verse 21, it says the word has living power to continually save our souls. Now the thread continues, and James tells us that we must be doers of the word and not just hearers. The message says this, don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Here's something helpful that I read this week. The word through which we are born into new life, from verse 18, becomes the word that is implanted in our souls, in verse 21, and becomes the word that is put into practice. 22. You see, it's common for James to have two ideas beside one another and for him to tell us where we should focus. Something must have been going on under his leadership where people are simply taking in the truth, taking it in, but not doing much with it. We might call them today pew sitters. 
We read this and we hear his emphasis on doing more and we know how we in our lives can get out of balance. Some of us like to absorb lots of information and not do much. And others of us go, 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 saying we don't really have time to sit down and learn anything new. We got it. James says we've got to have both. We have to be people who listen to the word in such a way that then we choose to live out what we know to be true. And in this way, the word stays fresh. The word continues to change us and move us to act on what the Spirit says. What does it mean, though, to be doers of the word? I told you that uh, last week that uh, when Olivia was five, she memorized all the presidents. And so we have gone to a lot of presidential sites and libraries. And on our vacation this year, we had the opportunity to hear President Carter teach Sunday school. And he talked last week about how Jesus came to show us who God is and how it is that we're supposed to live. And he challenged the audience to think of one thing. One thing that they could do from the teachings of Jesus, remember that a lot of people who come to see him in this sanctuary are not believers. They're coming to see a president. They're coming to see history. So he has this platform of people who don't necessarily believe and say, hey, the teachings of Jesus are important. And he talked about the Beatitudes. And he said, you know, if all of us just did one thing, change one pattern in our life, God's presence would be manifested in a different way. We would be changed. The world would be changed if all of us would make one choice. And then he gave him a challenge and he said, so we have this website at the church and I encourage you when you do something to log on and to tell us what you did. So when you go on the website of the Maranatha Plains Baptist Church, people have been listing ways that they accepted his challenge. One person said they began to help an elderly neighbor whom they previously had ignored. One recounted how they took time with a friend who was grieving and introduced him to Jesus. Someone gave a beloved item from their home to a family in need. Another person reached across a racial divide. And learn something valuable. In one of the testimonies, a woman said this. Because of this class, I stepped up my spiritual game. <laughs> pitching in to help where no one else would. Be hearers and doers of the word. James gives an excellent word picture in the form of a simile here. He says those who are merely hearers of the word are like those who look at themselves in a mirror and upon going away instantly forget what they saw. The word of God here is the mirror showing us the state of our souls and urging us to act on what we see. When we look in a mirror, we see what's wrong, what should be made right. Our hair is awry. We have junk in our teeth. Our undergarments are showing. James says if we see all these things and yet we walk away thinking that we look like a million bucks, forgetting to adjust what we saw, then we are deceiving ourselves. God's truth shows us what needs to change. Not just so that we're better people, but so then we can go and live out what it means to be more like Christ. And James tells us to persevere, to remember God's truth, letting it, letting, it, letting it change us. So we're to change, not just so that we look good and sparkly on the outside, 
but for the work that God calls us to do from the inside out. Because God is holy and majestic and perfect. So his word allows us to see ourselves as he sees us. You see, his love for us is great, but he will not abide our indifference to a world that is groaning under the weight of its own sin and needs his love. James makes a parallel contrast here with two kinds of people, again, side by side. He says a person with a mirror looks at themselves, goes away, and forgets what they look like. They forget the word as soon as the scenery changes. However, the person who keeps looking at the law, who tries to internalize what it is, who tries to internalize the teachings of God, those who persevere, they choose to act on what they know and will be blessed in their doing. It's interesting here that later on that James links liberty to the word. Jesus said that the truth will set us free. It is the truth of God's word that sets us free. Sin places us in bondage to ugliness and hatred in our hearts and lives that we can't get rid of by ourselves. And salvation sets us free to live how God intends for us to live by his love. So what are we doing to bring his truth to those around us? He does not want us to be silent as we live in these days or be inactive about what he has saved us to do. James would answer my earlier question of why we listen to sermons and why we read the Bible, I think, with one word, obedience. We are given ample opportunity to know God's truth in order that we would do what he says. Jesus came and invited people to follow him, to be his disciples. You see, it isn't enough to simply know what is true if we don't put that truth into practice. We have not actually accepted God's word as true until it is incorporated in us and lived out through us. When we don't practice what we believe, it's too easy to forget and to move on and do whatever it is that we want. It is by applying what we have learned that cements the truth into us in the way that God intends. You see, when a sermon is over, it's not done. When you read the word, it's not an end to itself. The word is meant to bring submission to your heart, so then you will act on what you've heard. It's not just meant to bless your soul. James reminds us that you are meant to be blessed by taking the word someplace out in the world so it will continue to live, so it will continue to root in others the way that God intends. Today, we partake in the ritual of communion. Only because Jesus was obedient. He was obedient to death on the cross. So when we receive the elements, symbols of his sacrifice, we are committing to live in obedience to all he teaches us. Each time the word is set before you, it is a mirror to your heart, to your soul, to your actions, to see if your life matches what it says. It's an honest reflection of who you are. It does not lie. 
So let us be people who take that truth, who live in obedience to what God wants us to do. This morning, if your life is out of sync with what you know to be true, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you that you need to do more with what it is that you know, then commit afresh to making that right before God. Communion is an act of surrender. Where is God calling you to obey his word in ways that you have not? Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.